0: Hello, I'm Richard Fieldhouse and I'm with Sarah Chambers today and we're at the uh, British Library. Hello. <laughs> and uh, again at the British Library where we're with our, our friend and colleague Judith Harvey and Judith um, has re- written a new article for the NESGP magazine on um, your experiences with Cuba and medical students. So, hi there Judith.
1: Hi. <laughs> um, hola.
0: Hola. <laughs> so, um... Your, your article—it's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 um, it's a Spanish title, and remind us what that title is.
1: It's no es fácil, fácil, um, sorry, no what? es fácil, which means it isn't easy, which is a kind of a Cuban watchword, because being
0: Cuban and life in Cuba and doing anything in Cuba no es fácil oh ok so that would be sort of something we'd probably have on a Spanish uh, Cuban soap opera for example that would be their catchphrase and the audience it would probably would be yes <laughs> ok One of them, but obviously not so funny in this case because you would you, you've, you've been you'd set up a, an incredible project an entire charity which you ran yourself you set up yourself and you spent many years spending many hours every day administrating this <laughs>
1: Fantastic
0: scheme for for medical students. So, so tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Um, I had got some contacts in Cuba. Um, it was very difficult for medical students who were interested in going to Cuba to arrange it because they're just not set up for it. There's no email or contact or anything like that available. Um, and I had very few people got through the barrier and actually went. And I managed to get hold of a medical student who had gone to Cuba. And she put me in touch with the guy who headed up the hospital in San a guy called Pedro Ordonias, um, who had been fantastic to her, um, and Pedro had the opportunity to come to Britain to a, a cardiovascular epidemiology conference. And stayed with us for a couple of days mm-hmm. and so I talked about we talked about the experience from his point of view and we kind of cooked up the idea of an elective programme.
0: Gosh it really is who you know what you know. Yes
1: it is. And Pedro is very unusual in Cuba because he he thinks outside the box. He he was still in his 30s at that stage and he's got this hospital in Cienfuegos working like clockwork, however grotty the conditions. They had a CT scanner which worked 24-7, it was probably kept together with elastic bands, but everybody who came in with a suspected stroke was scanned in casualty. And yeah. the uh, infarct legal time, even for people out in the countryside, was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, they, he really got it taped. Yes. Um, and uh, so he was unusual. Uh, and um,
0: when you say, because you, um, in the article um, you talk about. Um, the, you, know, you mentioned Pedro there and thinking outside the box, because in the article you, you really um, give a very pithy summary of the sort of the situation in Cuba. It's been under a regime for many, many years, yes. and, and 55 uh, years before, or so. And
1: is, is it Marxist? Is that right? Is that it's it, it, underm- yes, yeah, well, yeah, pretty well. And it became more and more communist as as time went on. It wasn't. Immediately after the revolution, Fidel Castro was not obviously a died in the war communist. Uh, Raúl, his brother, who's now in power, was. Uh, but the Americans withdrew all aid. You know, they closed Cuba down. Who do you turn to? And it was the Soviet Union at that time. Right. Um, so they very much adopted a lot of Soviet. Um, well, were dependent on the Soviet Union for for money, oil, everything. Um, And they adopted the Soviet polyclinic system. Uh, And they were collecting lots of data. And there's no no hang-ups about confidentiality of data in Cuba. You can collect the data. And they actually use it, unlike this country. And they realized they weren't achieving the objectives that they wanted, which was to have the very good medical system that was available before the revolution, um, but only available to a few rich people, available for all Cubans. Mm-hmm. And they looked around and they ended up setting up something which has really got quite a close relationship to the NHS with consultorios, general practices with doctor and nurse. Um, and that went fine then when the Soviet Union collapsed, they were left bereft. I yes. there's a Cuban novelist who describes how his novel was going to be published, but all the boats from the Soviet Union with the paper on, just turned around and went back to to Russia.
0: So yeah. no paper,
1: to nothing really. Nothing. Nothing. Dependents. And uh, they, it, yes, mm. and it it's called was called the special period in times of peace, and they live. It, it was hard. Mm. Yeah, and that's stayed with Cubans. so you cannot believe how hard it was know nothing.
2: So we're talking late 80s early 90s. This was 90s through the
1: 90s they they did come through it but it was a tribute to the determination of the Cuban people to stick with it that they did and again the collection of data helped. They found that uh, birth weights were falling off Gosh. So they shifted the ration towards pregnant women. they picked again. It's
2: wonderful. Yeah. You you
0: mentioned again in your article about how um, it's a public it's a, it's a, there's a, a, a public responsibility this pub, public health mm. everybody gets into it because they there seems to be a real long-term um, um, approach to healthcare in Cuba. Unlike of course in, in the UK we're probably much more familiar with Political terms, aren't mm. we, in terms of the way mm. we approach healthcare? But does that does not, not at all seem so in in Cuba. And 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 that, bearing in mind how how underfunded their system is, um, it seems to be almost that mentality seems to almost carry them through because of of that you say the use of data it sounds like they use data because they have to use it because that's one of the only weapons in that's their armory yes um, that's a
1: very good point yeah
0: and, and 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 oh my god why don't we do that in this country to yes. that so why, I'm not saying we should become marxists in this country um but but uh, um that, it, was, it, was, it was it was it was it was it was lovely to read it and see how that that carries through and and how these these doctors are and nurses and health care system is, is, is on on very poor equipment and you also talked about these um, clinics whereby. Um, GPs, different doctors were sitting together in the same room with not just the patients, so you could overhear other conversations, mm. but also the family <laughs> and anybody else. The next patient just happened to walk into the <laughs> consulting room. Uh, and, and it paints a very different picture to... We, we in this country we get very hit up about security and privacy, mm. all for the right reasons, but we're kind of missing that longevity of a, approach.
1: Well, it's a very different culture, of course. I'm, us Northern Europeans have particularly, have a, an, an idea about privacy and value about it in a mm. way that even Southern Europeans do. Um, that Mediterranean openness, living in each other's pockets, uh, is very much Cuban. and uh, And they need to, because they have to support each other as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a, 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 no, a very different system, and 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 so you've been out yourself to Cuba several times yes, now.
1: Yes, not for cu- three years. And do, have
0: you actually have you actually been there as, as sort of in any way sort of with, with with medical students or or actually practicing there at all? Um,
1: it, essentially, there's no foreign doctors practicing Cuba. Um, it, for something very specialised, then they may ask. Uh, a foreign doctor who has a particular very specialized expertise to come in and teach them but they uh they train an excess of doctors um and they don't need foreign doctors so there are no foreign doctors working in the cuban Gosh. or nurses
0: so with an excess of doctors do they then have cuban doctors going working in other countries yes then?
1: and I, I wrote an article about that several years ago I was going to so say this it, rings a bell yes, about Russian, yes.
0: Russian um, is, it, is that right there's a big link with Russian doctors is that right
1: no not particularly no? They, I mean, they send they send teams wherever there's uh, an emergency that's right, like I in the Pakistan earthquake and the Cubans are generally the first there and they stay and they don't faff around they, they just get on with it um, and they set up operation Milagro, which is the cataract program, uh, and so the ophthalmologists go abroad and do cataract operations in poor countries in Latin America, um, or bring patients into Cuba, um, and that's an obligation. If you have a look at the article, yeah, this, it's yeah, yeah. There.
0: Well, we'll put a link to that to that yes. last column. Yes, oh, um,
1: you, know, you know you get your training free, but you know that you have to pay for that. In service for your country, but it's hard. I mean, we stayed last time we were there with a Cuban doctor family in Santiago de Cuba, and he'd he worked in he worked in Venezuela for quite a long time, year maybe longer, and then been hiked out and sent with I think two days at home, sent off to Pakistan to the mountains of Pakistan, the earthquake. Never seen snow, didn't like spicy food, but there you know, it was a Cuban team living in tents and, and they got on with it. Um, but speaking to his wife, you know, she had essentially been a single parent for some years. And she said, it's hard,
2: mm. it's very hard. There's almost of um, military service there that yes. they're deployed yes. uh, Why, would that, you only say about obligation you receive mm. is for education Why does that involve being sent overseas to work for uh, other countries?
1: It's the way, it's soft diplomacy uh-huh. and in Venezuela um, it was doctors for oil now Venezuela's going down the tubes oh. that's creating a problem okay. um, an economic problem for Cuba Gosh, bartering system
2: so there's some yeah. talk of in this country of, of conscripting. Don't, I mean, obviously mm. reading the article, it, it, your, your article, thinking about what can we learn yes. from this. How, do this? how does this country with so few resources, as you said, uh, 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 get rich country outcomes on mm. a poor country income? So looking at things we could learn. Um, uh, and. The use of of clever clinical skills before jumping to investigations came yes. through yes. the total, um, obviously, the dedication of the doctors yes. um, and, and this sense that it's a public responsibility. Everybody own, uh, is part of this service, and um, and public health is so important, and promoting health is so important. It was really. Interesting. Interesting. Yes,
0: yes, yes. You mentioned investigations there, and in the article you talk about um, how uh, the, the, the equipment they have and then, uh, it's, it's so poor, or don't have. <laughs> yes, and, and the sort of the, 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 these, these doctors having to share computers, and, and, and but also um, a comment that one of the, um, the you're your, your 400 elective students, incredible number, and that's something you should be incredibly proud of to, to, to leave that legacy. They've now these 400. British GPs, hopefully some are listening to this podcast I hope they are Um, Well, thanks to Judith because of that that elective but how one of them commented that um, um, they felt how incredibly clever and how much knowledge these Cuban medical students have because they have to rely on on basic clinical skills and and knowledge and they can't use these diagnostic tests You have to
1: justify every blood test or x-ray that you order Um, And I think, and even when I trained, I I came out of my training feeling my examination skills were really pretty poor. Um, That now it's probably even worse because I think people engage brain until they've got a whole Mm. battery of tests and investigations. In Cuba, you have to get as much as you can from the history and examination, you do that very thoroughly. Um, taking into account people's social as well as their medical histories um, and only then when once you've got your you've, you've put your thinking cap on and got a list of differential diagnosis and you've got to think you know what's likely to be wrong then if you need an investigation you have to justify that to your team
2: So which bits of the Cuban health system do you think we could usefully use
1: Um, I I think the the problem created by the easy availability of tests and the pressure to do all sorts of um, investigations uh, is is something that we're going to have to look at Mm -hmm. because the cost financial is huge of the cost of one x-ray and the cost in terms of false positives false negatives all the costs of investigating those is substantial again economically but also in terms of hospital resources time um, and and what it means for the patient we know that um, if you get a, a result and you're told that you might have something even if after further investigation you're told you don't, it shakes your confidence, it shakes patients' confidence in their health, and they never f- quite feel they can trust their health in the same way again. Yes. Mm. Um, so I think that is something. Um, I don't see us ever being uh, getting to the position that uh, the Cuban doctors and nurses in the consultorios, which are the equivalent of GP practices, in going around... Earth, Visiting every patient every six months, every house and looking in the fridge if the people have a fridge and that kind of thing. I think it's unlikely that we'd ever do oh. that. Um, the, and There's no doubt that um, one reason Cuba can do it is that doctors are paid the same as everybody else who is a public servant in Cuba, which is... 30, 40 dollars U.S. equivalent a month. Sure. And, okay, there, various aspects of our life will be fairly cheap, but um, that, that's one reason. And the problem, growing problem in Cuba is the inequality. Those who have access to hard currency, tourist dollars, um, can spend in a way that you ordinary Cuban... Doesn't mm. cannot so the um, Cuban doctor friends say that inequality is is increasing and sadly.
2: interesting um, to see where that leads. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and how that affects access to healthcare. That's right.
1: Yes, and and if if there is an emergency overseas and a lot of doctors are pulled out to go to an emergency, yes, there will be a bit more of a wait and people. Cubans grumble. Everybody grumbles, I and mean, there are plenty. They'll grumble about their health service, just like anybody does. But in the main, they're proud of what their country does, and 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 the soft power that um, sending doctors to emergencies and so on mm-hmm. earns.
0: It, it sounds like an incredible country to go to for for an, for an elective, and indeed anybody within the NHS could sounds like could earn. A, a learn an, an awful lot from that, and I hope one day, when things ease, the bureaucracy is a little bit lighter than it is now, that that that, that, that will return and <laughs> when that build, a rebuild on, on 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 the legacy yeah, that, that you yeah. started there, and I'm, and I'm sure um, there'll be a lot to learn from you for for, for for the future. So, Julie, thank you ever so much. Not we're we're gently being nudged out of the uh, okay. this end of the British light the yeah. cafeteria, okay. anyway, but we should <laughs> move into the other. Thanks ever so much.
2: Thank you, Julie, for the